ポッドキャスト。今、無事の放送はファンによるファンのためのファンホーズポッドキャルチャーポッドキャストです。この番組はフランドスパンダ、ヘリクスの財布の敵を日程送ります。Hello and welcome to episode two of Sentai Saturdays. I'll be your host, Justin, and joining me tonight, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek WC. Hey, everybody, this is Tony. You can call me Chain Car, you can call me Ron. You know, whatever floats your boat. And hi there, I'm Jan, also known as Air Hammer or Hammy. And today we'll be talking about episode two of Die Ranger. This episode is Kiriaki Da, which translates into its chi power, and it aired February 26, 1993. And it basically picks up, left off from episode one with a giant battle monster had become a giant, and Riseyo had come in and it has transformed into battle mode. It gets bet on string! <laughs> Yeah, I liked I liked how it was kind of like the G Gundam effect on that, where you know you would have、uh, Ryu Ranger, you know, and he'd be like doing the chops and the jump kicks and everything, and then w- when it transforms into the the warrior mode or whatever, the Ryu Seo, then it would actually you know mimic his his chops and kicks and everything. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Did Did you guys like, especially like, you and Hammy, Justin? Did you guys? Like the fact that,、uh, unlike the American show, where they tend to just kind of go, blah, here's all the Zords. They, they gave like, the Red Ranger Zord like a, like a special, like, you know, kind of standalone introduction. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it made him seem a little bit more important and stuff. Yeah, I, I think we don't even see the combined mech for another couple of episodes. So, Rusail gets、uh, quite a bit of spotlight. Yeah, it was cool. I, I know Derek was talking about last time in the first episode, like, when he shows up, like, Instead of just jumping in the cockpit when he's in dragon mode, Ryu is actually standing on top of the head. Like, you know, he's actually riding the, the Zord. And I think that was like kind of a cool, like, you know, I mean, I agree with Derek. I think that's kind of a cool image, you know. It's kind of like, you know, this is my, my dragon mount, you know. I thought, I thought it was like kind of cool how he did that, you know. Yeah, kind of growing up watching, you know, Power Rangers or, or what have you, you, a lot of times I was always like, how did, they, how did they get in there? You know, and like, at least in this show, it's pretty easy to see, like, whether they have little light beams of rope or whatever it is. It's like, oh, okay, they all, you know, even, even when they turn into the warrior mode or whatever, it's like all the other Rangers kind of, I guess they're, I don't know what they're there for, moral support, because they don't really <laughs> do any jumping or chopping, but, but they're, all, they're all in the cockpit with them, you know, like I guess helping them pilot. I don't know if it's like a Pacific Rim thing where they all have to, you know, kind of be on the, the warrior mech together for it to run or not, but, but they, they definitely are all there, so. <laughs> you guys are my cushions in case I fall. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I wasn't concerned with, like, how they got in there. I was always concerned with, How do they fall out? Because you always see, like, the Zord getting, like, you know, blown up or, you know, like, it's in danger. And it's like the thing, the camera shakes and they all fall out sideways. I'm like, how do they fall out? They're inside of a giant robot. Like, <laughs> did the robot just, like, shake them out of its side or something? We're, we're, we're teaching kids to wear seatbelts and not stand up in moving objects, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, this is kind of a hard episode to talk about, though, because it's just a lot of fighting. I mean, there's just a lot of not, not really. I mean, they, they get into the plot later on. I mean, the,、yeah. the, 
I mean, this this beginning part, yeah, there's a lot of cool fight sequences and everything, and then he uses his, his dragon rod windmill attack. You know, that's what destroys Baron String, but even, even Baron String, like, he tries to, like, fake out the the rangers at first because it's like they do those karate chops and all that stuff and then they're like oh, okay we won and then Baron Shin's like no fuck you you didn't <laughs> you know and he comes back for like a second like round of two type thing so I mean there is there is some kind of ebb and flow to the fight and everything and that's just what like the first what seven minutes of the episode and then we get into like the the standard story which is more of like a showcase on Soji I would I would say but yeah that's one thing that's kind of interesting, though, is, like, since this is a two-parter, and, I, and especially, like like I said, well, all of us, really, not just, you know, excluding you, Derek, because you, you watched Power Rangers when you were a kid. This really didn't fall into the formula of, like, okay, this week we've got this monster. Like, Baron String was around for two episodes, and as we go along, that'll happen more often where they don't really do the monster of the week. It's actually more, you know... They hang around more, and they actually have more of a character than just like you know, blah, 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 I'm crazy, roar, we're gonna kill you, you know. It also kind of like usually like the typical Power Rangers episode is like, you know, there's shenanigans, there's a costume fight, and it ends with you know a monster battle. But this one begins with the monster battle, like in the mech battle, and it ends with just the costume fight. It kind of like flips it around. You'll see a little bit more of that like later on. Yeah, we get a little bit more into the, uh, the I, I, I know I'm going to say it wrong, but the Gorma? Goma? Gorma. Gorma. Yeah, okay. They, but I, I know how they spell it, but whenever they say it in the show, it sounds like they're saying Goma. I don't know why. But yeah, you get a couple more, like, you know, not a couple more, but you get a little bit more into, like, you know, some of these characters as well. So, so I, I know that, you know, sometimes people think some of the, the plot points are, are funny or weird or whatever, so I'm just going to get this out of the way. But when when I first saw the name of... I know, you know, last episode we were promising everybody, you know, oh, Purse Monster is coming, you know, from the Power Rangers or whatever. <laughs> but I guess they call this guy the Gamaguchi Bushi, which I guess translates to Purse Monk. But I was thinking about it like Gucci bags or something. Like I'm like he must be like an expensive, like you know, Gorma monster or whatever, because because he's he he's got Gucci in his name. And then and then the thing that's funny is I guess there are these little kids watching like Shoji and training and cheering him on. And then there's this basketball court match that's going on in the street and. Then, like, the stray ball flies away and everything, and the little kid's, like, going to hook up these older guys who maybe he looks up to, like, oh, I'm going to go fetch the basketball for them and bring it back to them because I want to be cool and do slam dunks and all this cool stuff like them. And then, all of a sudden, one of the basketball players, it's like he turns like, he's like he's Yao Ming, but he's evil Yao Ming all of a sudden. And he's just kind of like the bad guy, so it kind of creeped me out. It's like it's like it seems like there's lots of people who are they start out as normal, you know, kind of human beings who are you know just look like your everyday normal you know Japanese citizen, but then all of a sudden it's like I'm going to eat your soul or whatever, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, holy crap! Yeah, well, I, I, like I said, I, I think that kind of goes into like the whole idea of like even the like sub monsters that didn't get a lot of time on the Power Ranger show. They, you know, they actually they actually make more character specific, you know, beats for them. So you're like, oh, okay, like 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 the 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 Gucci bag guy, like the purse monk. He he's a lot scarier to me in this 
than he was ever in Power Rangers. I mean, he wasn't scary in this, but he was a threat. Yeah, he, he he takes the basketball and like it turns into like a little Buddha head, and then the Buddha head is like <laughs> trapped on the kid's head, and like you're thinking this poor kid's like the man in the iron mask or something. <laughs> like you're like, holy shit! Like what's going on? Like so, you know, like yeah, I was I was kind of like, wow, like this is. You know, it's a little more intense than than you might expect if you were just, you know, kind of watching, I guess, you know, American Power Ranger type stuff. Uh, Well, just saying, you know, uh, purse head on Power Rangers, there wasn't a single bit of Die Ranger footage used on Power Rangers at all for the monster. It was all original footage with the same costume. Yeah, because they what they they got all those costumes in like a deal or something like that. So it's like that was just stuff they shot on their own, but with the same outfit or whatever. Yeah, and even in Power Rangers, you know, the episode where Purse had appeared, Tommy was the White Ranger by that point, and this is only looking at, you know, uh, Purse Priest in the second episode of Die Ranger. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that episode of Power Rangers, but I don't remember, like, kids having those little funky red masks on their head or anything like that. Seems no, like they never did. Be, yeah, yeah I, I think that would be one of those much. things where all the, the, the Larrys over at Saban would be like, nobody in America understands Buddha heads over people's faces. <laughs> and, you know, they, they're like, we've got to get rid of that. You know, do something else. But purses, Gucci, everybody <laughs> knows that. Yeah, bring in the purses. You know, like. Yeah, yeah in fact, the Power Ranger episode used uh, two d- different Die Ranger monsters uh, from two completely different episodes at the same time. The lip sinker was the other one, I think. Yeah. I remember her. She's like the one with the, the lipstick for her head, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that from, like, the that was one of the guys you could fight in the fighter game or whatever mm-hmm. when you played, yeah. like, the Megazord game or whatever. That was a that was a fun game. I liked that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. What I liked about Purse Monster is when, when you get his introduction, like, you know, Soji transforms and he does his little move, you know, and then the purse monster like immediately mocks him, like spins around, acting like he's all bad too. Like I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, Derek mentioned briefly earlier that like this is kind of a Shoji episode as it goes on after they uh, after they defeat uh, Baron Strength. You know, they actually did do this in America. They actually, did do this in Power Rangers, where you know you'd have a Zack episode or you'd have a Kimberly episode. So is that? Do you think that's something that Saban took from like the Sentai uh, show, where you would like? You know, concentrate, or is it just more of a, a trope where it's like, you know, old cartoons where like, oh, okay, we're going to have a bazooka episode for G.I. Joe. They just kind of have to flesh out the characters. I kind of see it more as just a trope, because it's like, even on any long-standing serialized television, it's like, you're going to have a Geordie episode. You're going to have a uh, Bashir episode, <laughs> you know? Like, you're, you're going to have, like, like episodes that that showcase, like, certain characters that wouldn't normally get the same amount of highlight they would if, say, they made a feature film. You know, if it was a feature film, then it's all going to be about, you know, Jason or Tommy or whoever, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing. But but it's like, oh, this gives some of the other characters a chance to shine. Like, I don't know, in my notes, I I know you guys, I I still, I'm, I'm still having a debate with you whether or not, Daigo or Shoji is like the Wolverine of the team, but given that you guys were saying that Shoji's more of like the Wolverine type guy, this is definitely like Uncanny X-Men 133 where Wolverine kind of goes solo. Do you know what I mean? It's like Shoji kind of goes solo this episode where he's he's training with the Master and he's trying to understand why he can't beat up, you know, the purse monk and and all that kind of stuff. So it definitely, you know, kind of 
singles out on him, and by the end of it, I guess he learns how to you know channel his berserker rage or whatever. So yeah, I was uh, Daigo comes off to me is like he's very he's very stern, but he he almost comes off kind of Leonardo to me because he's like he's the one who like kind of wants to fight the good fight and wants to like you know fight evil and like you know he's just a little bit more passionate than like a Leonardo or a Prowl. He's still very by the book. It seems so far. I've only seen a few episodes. But he, he doesn't seem very Wolverine-ish. I, w- I would say Shoji is probably more, I'm going to fight, that kind of guy. Yeah, you'll you'll get into this, you know, more later on. And I think I said this in the first episode. Like, Daigo is probably, like, my favorite ranger on this series. Uh, I think I said this to Soji. I always see Soji as kind of, like, kind of a jerk sometimes. And you'll probably see that more later on. But, I mean, this this episode, like... I like this episode. It's a good character study because it starts with him and his boxing, and he kind of like you know you see kind of like has a hard time with that. And the little kids like you know keep it up, Soji. You can do good. You know the little kids are believing in him. And then you've got you know Kaku like teaching him like how to do his ranger techniques or you know his civilian powers or whatever. You know he's trying to show him show him the ropes, showing you know it's like you, know, you can go ahead and you can do this. But the, some of the jerk stuff you'll see it later on or. Maybe you'll see a little bit more of that in episode three. Yeah, I, I've I've tended to notice as I've uh, that like I said, the few episodes I've watched, the and I know this is going to sound like you know, oh, you just love like the Japan shows more, but I, I I seem to enjoy the the Sentai guys being out of uniform more than I did like the really cheesy Saban like you know, hey Kimberly, you want to go get a juice at the juice bar? You know, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. I don't know. I don't know if it's deeper, but it's a lot more entertaining. The characters are more enjoyable. I think maybe it's because it's like we're familiar with that that juice bar stuff. I mean, even even if you don't have one around your neighborhood or whatever, like you're familiar. Like they're teenagers. You know, it doesn't matter how old you were at the time. You've been a teenager, and you know how all that goes. Yeah. I think also maybe it's just the fact that it's almost like they're they're plain clothes rangers. I mean, they they don't ever really. I don't know, at least it, it, the way I'm looking at this episode, since it showcases Shoji, it's like he still kind of tracks them down like Wolverine when he's looking for all these missing kids and the Gorma and everything. Like, he doesn't really stop being on duty. Do you know what I mean? It's not like they're like, oh, let's go get some sake at the sake bar. Do, 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 do. You know, it's like they he's actually, you know, tracking these guys down and everything, whether or not he's you know, sort of in his ranger form or not. And then I guess the the Gorma's goal is to collect five pure souls. So, like, every every one of these little kids that has, like, a Buddha mask stuck on their head is, like, part of their collection. And then before you know it, I guess, you know, Master John Lennon, as I like to call him, <laughs> is saying, like, oh, dude, Rin has been, you know, abducted, you know? So I guess she's, like, the fifth pure soul that they have. So, uh, you know, for for me, I was just going to ask you guys, like, because I, 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 I don't know too much about it, but it sounds like they're trying to resurrect somebody, like, kind of like they're resurrecting, like, I don't know, like Apocalypse or Darkseid or somebody. It sounds like they're trying to resurrect, like, a big bad or whatever. Yeah, the, the three Gorma you see now are not, like, the, the, the big, big bad. They're, they're, they're important, but they're not, like, the big, big, huge evilness. At least as far as I know. I've only read on Ranger Central. Is that correct, though? There's not really... Like I said, it's been a while since I watched this, but I, there's not really anyone to resurrect. There's, like, 
you know, you've got these three guys who seem to be in charge, but there, you know, there's there's a hierarchy to the Gorma, and there's like there, there's an emperor, and you'll meet him a little bit later on. Like he'll come into play. You'll get more of that. Okay, so that's the one I was thinking of. Not so much resurrected, but there is the the three are not like you know the biggest of the big. There, there's somebody right. else. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at a picture of him right now. <laughs> isn't he Master Vile, or is that no. a different series? No, Vile is uh, Cocker Ranger. Okay, which yeah. one is this one? He is he's one that got used in America, isn't he? No, this this Emperor, no. No, they, okay. They did use his costume for the bad guy of uh, Walt. Master Orville. Okay, I thought right. I saw him before. Okay. Yeah, you're thinking of Shotom. Yeah, yeah Shotom is uh, seen in one episode of Power Rangers. The other Gorma are never seen at all. Oh yeah, the leather guys are never are. Yeah. So when they're getting ready to execute all these like kids or whatever, like what's what's it, like basically like. I don't know. What, what did you guys think about that? Like, all I could think of was, like, Jason Voorhees, because he had the guy in the, like, <laughs> glow-in-the-dark yeah. hockey yeah, yeah. mask or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? Part of me was like, what's Jason Voorhees doing here? And then, like, for some reason, another part of me, I don't know if, like, I'm infected by, like, you know, American tropes or whatever, but because the mask looks so cheesy to me, I kind of half expected it to be, like, Soji for some reason, even though it wasn't. Like, I expected <laughs> somebody to, like, take off the mask and be like, ha I'm not executing anybody. I, like, jumped your executioner guy, like, in the back room, and I'm saving everybody. But, like, that didn't actually happen because, like, Shoji sort of busts through the window and transforms and starts beating up all these guys and, and saving... um Saving Rin, who, you know, once she's not abducted, is pretty adept at her chi skills and all that kind of stuff. So Her weakness is string. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I, I, I did think it was kind of funny, like, how even even in the Sentai show, and again, I'm sorry, I'm I'm the guy who's watched more Power Rangers than Sentai. I'm, I'm not as adept as Justin and uh, Hammy. I did like the fact that, like, the big three bad guys do the exact same thing that the bad guys do in Power Rangers. When shit gets a little bit weird or too crazy, poof, they're gone. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. Yeah, it, it looked like they were, they didn't mind to take on, like, Rin and Soji, but, like, when the others showed up, they're like, uh-uh, we're, we're yeah. you know, fade out of here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm getting out of here! I guess, uh, I guess that is something that kind of does go into, like, what Derek said, like, because I'm used to it, too, watching Power Rangers so much. And we, we hit upon earlier, you know, usually you get, like, the big battle and make my monster grow and stuff like that. The, the, this did kind of remind me of, like, earlier seasons of Power Rangers where, you know, we got to sell the toy. And, you know, you just have, like, you know, them taking down the bad guy with, you know, the more, like, their normal selves. Not, you know, super powered in their Zord or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this kind of reminded me of, I guess, to put it in Power Ranger terms, when they would, you know, throw all their weapons up in the air and form, like, a big, huge amalgus cannon or whatever and just blow the shit out of the monster but not transform, you know, and get into a Zord. Like, here, mm-hmm. they, you know, I guess Shoji learns his his life lesson and he does his, you know, super fast nonstop, you know, berserker attack or whatever it is that, you know, the, the first monk cannot really keep up with. And then, you know, the the other rangers use like these what they're calling like the chi energy bullets. And that's kind of equivalent to their, you know, I guess, you know, standard sized super move, I guess, you know, yeah. where that that destroys the yeah, the first monster. <laughs> But like, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like they do like a, a five-way Hadouken. I mean, pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I took it as. Yeah. I, I, this is one thing I really feel bad about, though, is like watching these episodes. Like, I really, really wish that they would have like upgraded the normal Power Rangers. They could have kept the same cast, but I really do like the Die Ranger outfits. I think they're really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's just the whole thing with, uh, you know, not getting Tommy off the show earlier because they had to bring him back, so you'd have confusion with two Green Rangers. Yeah, there is that. You're you're right on that. They, they fixed that later on, though. It was like, you're the Alien Ranger. You're the white Alien Ranger. Fine, whatever. <laughs> oh, I just thought I'd bring up, because I know there was some discussion about this last episode, but... For, for lack of a better term, you know, the Pink Ranger or Lynn or Rin or however we're calling her, you know, Rin actually says, you know, Shay Shay, you know, which is thank you in Mandarin to Shoji for, you know, finding her earring and, you know, basically saving her life and all that stuff. So to me, I'm like, well, she must be Chinese because, you know, they picked her up from the airport. You know, they were speaking some, you know, ni hao Chinese to her before, and now she's saying thank you in, in Mandarin, so I'm assuming she must be Chinese by this point. Uh, yeah, I didn't pick up on that. A good, good tag there, Eric, on that one. We were kind of wondering about her nationality since she did fly in. I mean, maybe she, she maybe she could be mixed or something, too, but, but she definitely has, you know, some of that in her heritage, at least. Yeah, she at least, like, went to school in China or something like that or something. I think the only thing I have left really to say about this episode is, and again, I guess I'm such a visual guy, I don't know, I can't help it, but I really am digging the look at the Sentai show more, because the, the Power Rangers show wasn't too bad, but it was a little too glossy sometimes when they did the American footage. And this, it, it, it does kind of have that movie feel, where it's a little washout, but it's it's not, it doesn't look horrible, it just, it looks yeah. like they're, you know, yeah. You know, it's hard. Well, I, I think I think it feels like like they shot this on film, whereas probably a lot of Power Rangers stuff looks like it's shot on video. So you have that kind of clean, almost I don't know how to describe it, but kind of a very clean sort of distilled look. You know, like you said, there's no noise whatsoever. Whereas you know, kind of like you shoot some things on film, and there's just there's a little more realism or edge to it. It doesn't feel so kind of glossy and, you know, kind of kind of the way a lot of HDTV is today where you look at it and you go, holy shit, like, I feel like this guy's, like, right in my face, you know, like, <laughs> and, and that kind of thing, whereas you, you, you get a little bit of a sort of barrier, but but it also kind of feels, I don't know, just maybe from, from my and Tony's age range, you know, it feels a little more realistic in that sense, you know. Yeah, a little, a little more genuine, I guess you would say, almost, yeah. That, that was just my little two cents on that. I, I, I was going to let Justin Beyond just go crazy on this because I know you guys have a lot more info than me and Derek probably do. So is there, is there anything cool we should know about this episode or just in general? It was just really, really dark. <laughs> <laughs> that ranger is a little dark. <laughs> well, I, again, you know, I think we talked about this on the, the first episode, but, you know, we're, it's, it's Sentai, so there's, you know, there's guys. There's kind of like more at stake, you know. It's not if you get turned into a pumpkin, you may not come back for it. You may get killed. Like you know, there's all kinds of scenes where somebody may turn you into a pumpkin pie and eat you. Yeah, and you won't Is come back for it. <laughs> yeah, this show, if if you get screwed up and turned by magical stuff, you're not just going to automatically assume to be turned back at the end of the episode. You you might die. You, you probably will die, <laughs> especially if you're not a main character. <laughs> 
And I'll just I, I just want to point out, Curse Monster is pretty ridiculous, but I don't by far he's not even the most ridiculous monster. Some pretty yeah. silly stuff. So it's like if you you know maybe for like the un, un, uninitiated, like you know if Mike were here and he'd watch this episode, maybe he'd get a bit <laughs> his opinion. But you know probably seen silly monsters in Power Rangers and you're like, oh man, that's that's absurd. Like, how could anybody take this seriously? Like, how could the really real Japanese people be afraid of giant, you know, Baron String? Like, he just looks silly. But there, <laughs> there's been sillier. Trust me, there's there's been sillier. And we will yeah. see even more ridiculous stuff, you know, like Pachinko Head. <laughs> He's coming. Yeah. Well, even, even the next episode we're going to do after this one, which I shall not spoil, but it's got some silly stuff in it, too. And, uh, yeah, you were talking about the different styles of, uh, you know, both series. If you go back to our conversation here, I've linked you all to the counterpart Power Rangers episode. And there's a point where you can see Jason fighting Lip Sinker, and you see the American footage of Jason versus the Sentai footage of Lipstick Monster. And yeah, it doesn't contrast very well together. <laughs> yeah. Like me and Derek said, it's just too shiny, too, I don't know, too... It's hard. It's like in these episodes that I've seen, when I see these bad guys, like what Justin just said, I can actually take them as a threat. You know, they seem more menacing. But in the in the American show, I mean, I know it was more definitely aimed for younger, younger kids. But like you know, they played up more of their silliness instead of like, oh, well, this could be a bad guy. You're just like, lip stinker, you're ridiculous. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Well, I guess to me it doesn't matter how ridiculous the the monster looks. It's kind of what they what they do, you know, kind of what Justin was talking about before, how the stakes are, are a lot higher in these, you know, you're kind of like, oh, crap, like, what if there was a mask on my face and I couldn't get it off, you know, like, just that concept alone, regardless of how silly the person looks, I mean, you could have somebody dressed up like a clown, you know, like Stephen King's It, but, you know, and you may say by by most normal people's standards, you know, you look ridiculous, Tim Curry. You know, you've got clown makeup on your face. But if he, you know, starts, you know, I don't know, bleeding the walls and eats your face, well, then you're like, ouch, like, I don't want that to happen to me, you know? So, like, there's, you know, there's there's that element to it as well where, you know, some of the, the fates that befall some of these little kids, I mean, obviously they get to save them all at the end, you know? No, nobody would wish having a big red spooky looking Buddha mask stuck on their face and then getting their, you know, soul drained or whatever. So Yeah, well I mean that's that was kinda like the thing about Power Rangers, you know. There'd be like a random monster of the week and he'd be like, you know whatever, make up your own name. And he'd be like, you know, Ooh, little little Timmy, I want you to fall under my spell and he's all like, What do you want me to do? Go steal a donut out of the shop and you're like, Okay, well that's that's horrible. <laughs> And in this one, it's like, I'm going to steal your soul. You know, it's like, oh, God. You know? <laughs> and you're like, quick, call Dateline. <laughs> I think one of my favorite examples is uh, there's an episode of Jetman where they're fighting like this, you know, tomato head monster. So, it, so it's kind of like a attack of the killer tomatoes kind of thing. But, like, later on, like, he's, he kind of, like, takes control of, like, tomato-based things. So you see this family sitting down. They're having a nice little meal. And they're eating spaghetti. And then, like, all of a sudden, the spaghetti comes alive, and, you know, the pasta strings are floating in the air, and they're trying to, like, strangle the people who, who are trying to eat the pasta. I'm like, that's pretty silly. But then I'm like, well, you know, 
Imagine I came home from a hard day at work and I sat down for a plate of spaghetti and it tried to strangle me like I would react. Right. Yeah. I, I just looked it looked in my notes though, just to to bring this up one more time, was that what I had written down was that it was Nidiru Budoro that was gonna be revived. Yeah. Like basically they were sacrifices for that. Like who is that a character we see later, or was that just kinda like a random like we're gonna revive them, and then when it didn't work out, they were just like, "Oh fuck that plan," and they moved on to the next one. Or I, t- I took that as the name of the sacrifice they were gonna perform, like yeah, the ritual. I, I, oh, I think, okay. You know, there was like some translation notes that kind of went by too fast, but oh, okay. I guess maybe maybe the way I read it was that they were gonna revive this guy Faduro, but you guys are just saying that's just the yeah. the ritual sacrifice or whatever. Okay. The way I understood it is they this was like a a sacrifice to kind of like celebrate the revival of the Gorma after like six thousand. Oh, okay. But, okay. I, I, I see what you're saying. Okay. No, I was I was, I was gonna ask, I was like, is it not so much a person or a character, or is it just like, you know, after we do this, evil will spread across the world, that kind of thing. It's more like like just what that they're gonna be happy that they're the Gorma are back, right? We're back, like, bitches. <laughs> I'm not I'm not really sure what they would have accomplished had they like you know, performed that sacrifice, like would it have been like a power up or would it just been like, you know, some kind of like lip celebration? Like I don't know. They all they all turn all three of them turn around and start giving each other high fives, high tens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll just get good. One episode showed you just like, no, I want to see what happens. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> Kill five kids. I want to see what the fuck you're gonna do. <laughs> so is that is that is that what Shoji does later? Because he's a jerk. You know, he's like, just do it. Just go ahead and do it. <laughs> let's see if I care. I want to see you high five. Come on, let's see. <laughs> awesome. I will mourn the deaths of those five kids <laughs> if they die. Well, it was kind of funny seeing the Capatros driving a car. <laughs> that, that's one of those things like I, I never pronounce the same way twice it's like the Cotopotoros but even saying that it sounds so that's that that Trump variant of, of bad guys right yeah those uh, are like the uh, you know expendable the, soldier guys yeah the, the tuxedo guys with the lips oh okay, okay. they're really good at driving and, and skating and, and riding bikes and stuff they're, they could totally get jobs if this doesn't work out for them that's about all I got on this. I don't know about you guys, but it was, it was a fun episode. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess that's it for episode two of Sentai Saturdays. Tune in next time. And so. Luring children to his van with candy. <laughs> sweet, sweet candy. Tommy, Jason, Billy, Zach, Trini, you all go. Kimberly, stay here. Cool. <laughs> Massage my toes. He's like, don't, don't fall for his candy, Jason. You know, <laughs> you, know you love candy. Sword on. <laughs> See, they didn't really go to a peace conference. That's what happened to him.